It's very sultry. Asha Bosley, our featured artist today. Now, every Wednesday, it is an absolute pleasure, pleasure to introduce JJ's Music Box on the show. Jayang Javeri has been taking us on a journey each week into the life and music of some of the most legendary female vocalists who have made a huge impact not only in their own country but internationally. Today, Jayang takes us to India to visit Asha Bosley, the queen of Indian pop, and he joins me now in the studio. Good afternoon to you, Jayang. Good afternoon, Sadia. So nice to see you again. And hello, listeners. Um, great to be back in the studio again. It's always lovely to have you. And um, today, Asha Bosley. And I, I have great memories of Asha Bosley and her music. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. Oh, my goodness. It takes me back to my childhood as well, because with my South Asian roots, I know her. <laughs> so tell me, Asha Bosley, you've chosen her for a reason today. Well, you know, uh, before I before I go into that, uh, growing up in the UK, I'd like to ask you a question. Mm. Growing up in the UK, did you ever have a chance to watch her live? No, I didn't actually. Um, although, you know, there there were a number of concerts and things, and I was actually working for the BBC, but I never got the opportunity to see her live. She must have been absolutely amazing. Oh, she's absolutely amazing. She's a great performer. And over the years, she has become a very accomplished performer on stage. It's uh, quite a contrast between her and her elder sister, Lata Mangeshkar, who unfortunately left us uh, just a little over a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, this is, uh, Asha comes from, I've chosen Asha because her music is uh, so unique her voice is so unique uh, and uh, she's simply so versatile she could probably um, sing anything that you would put in front of her and this is how she made her mark um, in Hindi films uh, and uh, well which, which we would we would say on in the subcontinent and also later on uh, went on to become the first Indian singer to be nom uh, to be Grammy nominated Oh, in wow. uh, way back in 1996. That's fantastic. Yes. Mm. Yeah. She's incredibly versatile. I mean, I've, you know, just just the track that you just played, the first one, a very sultry mm -hmm. sort of, she did lots of cabaret numbers, didn't she? Absolutely beautiful. Correct. In fact, I think that was the uh, cabaret uh, number that really put her on the map because that was the first time that she was seeing, singing for a leading lady. This was way back in 1958. Um, I mean, she began her singing career in the late 40s, but and she perhaps was the uh, is only female singer in Hindi films uh, who got uh, who had the largest number of songs in the 50s. But they were always for uh, the second lead or the supporting actress and uh, mostly for B or what were known as B or C grade movies. Mm -hmm. Now, this movie, a uh, movie called Howrah Bridge, was the first time that she was singing uh, solo for a leading lady. Oh, right. So she had sung for the leading lady mm. once before um, in 1957, but this was the first time, and that too, it was the uh, 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 the beautiful Madhubala, oh. uh, who was considered the Marilyn Monroe of uh, Hindi films. And, uh, you know, Asha could carry this song away because of her uh, vocal prowess. As I said, she would be able to sing just about anything that you would ever give her. Yeah, she was incredibly versatile. I, I do recall. Um, and uh, well, I, you're obviously going to talk about just how versatile she was in terms of the, the music that she did. Sure. She she sang everything. Uh, classical, uh, Indian classical, light classical, um, uh, cab, uh, cabaret, pop, rock, 
um, and um, you know she she really kept up with the times, um, and yet she never lost sense of her roots. Mm. So now the you know there must have been a huge amount of sort of competition between her and her sister because they're both in the same area and they're both equally amazing. You know, do we do we know like what their relationship was like? Much was made by uh, the media about their rivalry and etc. But the truth is that they were both they both uh, uh, dominated very different niches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lata Mangeshkar, her elder sister, was more of the um, uh, when the leading ladies in, in Indian cinema in those days were shown as you know uh, ideal women heroines uh, etc. So she sang more of the very traditional uh, and, yeah. the traditional mm-hmm. songs. Uh, and Asha Bosley was called upon to sing uh, more of the uh, uh, peppy numbers yeah. um, and uh, those songs which definitely had a uh, Western influence like a jazz or a Latin yes. influence. In fact, Asha was very closely identified with uh, a movement which started in the 1950s and went on into the 70s and 80s uh, where uh, Hindi film music was very heavily influenced by Latin, especially by Bossa Nova. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I do recall watching a lot of Indian films and there was always there was always a sort of formula that the in terms of the music too, you would always have rather one number in the rain and then you'd have a cabaret number which was very sultry, quite sexy and and that was yeah. the ones that say Asha Posley was doing, is that right? Yes, that was mostly her, but she did later on as I said, you know, she started singing in the late 50s. She, uh, they uh, started featuring her voice on leading ladies in the movies, and she carved her style of singing was so totally uh, was was very unique and distinct. Although it had its roots um, in Indian classical music, uh, obviously, you know she belonged to uh, one of India's not one of India's most illustrious musical family. I mean, five siblings, all of them geniuses in music, you know, and it was it was almost a freak of nature that the two leading ladies of music in India came from the same family. They were sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Absolutely amazing. Wow. So, so, so it all began um, in the late uh, 40s, uh, just about uh, the time when uh, Asha um, eloped with uh, oh. uh as a very <laughs> yes yes she has okay. had a very colorful life um and she eloped with as a 16 year old oh with goodness. her with her sister's manager of all people <laughs> and 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 uh she really did not want to become a singer uh, by her own admission she was just very happy um uh being a housewife and raising children okay. but she was forced into singing by her husband and and um, he pretty much he saw that uh, you know I've married a money machine essentially. Oh my goodness! And 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 uh, that's uh, you know she trained uh, musically and vocally, and then she said, "Well, if I have to create a position for myself, I might as well do it properly," you know. Mm-hmm. And she just started by taking anything that came her way, and she did full justice to it. And this is how she got noticed. And uh, by the late 50s, uh, by 57, she had a first major break. Uh, well, she was already singing by then, but uh, her, her biggest hit uh, was in uh, 1957, and where she teamed up with uh, a music composer O.P. Nayar, who was to play a very significant role in her, both in her professional and personal life uh, until the early 70s, and gave her some of her most memorable songs.
and uh, it, it 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 kind of helped that op nayar had sworn never to work with lata mangeshkar for reasons best known to him and uh, him <laughs> so he stuck to the other sister then <laughs> yes he stuck option. to the other sister uh-huh. and uh, you know his music was very peppy and it was uh, it also was very demanding vocally um and uh, asha rose up to the challenge and um by the late 50s she had established herself uh, very well um and uh, and that was also the time uh, when um, uh, she already a mother of two was pregnant with a third child and she was pretty much abandoned by her husband oh no Gosh. yeah i mean uh, pushed out literally yeah. um, and uh, but she must she have been pretty back... established by then in yes. terms of her career I mean, established enough to own her own home and have yeah. a car and yeah. everything yeah she went back to her sister's home and they uh, they they accepted her uh, back i mean for a for a long period of time uh, the siblings weren't talking to each other oh, and that goodness. was not because not because the siblings didn't want to talk to each other it was because of asha's husband who demand who insisted that she have very little to no contact with her family um and uh, and yet uh i remember uh, uh, uh lata mangeshkar saying in an interview that they often would sing duets together and meet during the recordings and quietly slip away for a cup of coffee and have a cha- have these oh, chats oh that was an excuse to see her sister and to actually talk to her oh that's so absolutely sad. yeah that's... but she came back to the family and they um uh, in the in 1960 they moved to uh, uh, a building uh, in central bombay um and um there were like four apartments uh and one of them was asha bosley's so lata mangeshkar was also there on the same floor and they had a connecting door they all lived pretty much together like an oh, extended like most lovely. indian extended families mm-hmm. do and it's quite interesting because somebody remarked that you know that first floor of that building has to its it has a history of 35 to 40000 songs of which which That's were uh, landmarks in this subcontinent between the two sisters i would say you know yes, my absolutely. goodness that's quite amazing it's it, it's so sad to hear that you know certain trials and tribulations she went through was that i mean was the marriage thing just that or she didn't have any other problems was she okay after that well well yes and no i mean obviously um, you know there was there was a, she saw a lot of ups and downs in her personal life uh, i mean um and yet um uh, you know she uh, was the consummate professional when it came to her music but she was also a very dedicated housemaker Mhm. And she mean, enjoyed that uh, part of her life too. She enjoyed that part. Uh, uh I mean uh, she cooking is one of her fortes and in fact now she's a proud owner of a chain of restaurants in oh. the UAE and the Europe called Ashas. Oh, wow. Okay, cuz obviously she's still and she's still sort of active at the moment. She's still singing. Um she's still singing but not, not as much as she used to. <laughs> uh yeah she's still singing but not as much as she used to but she does uh, judge reality tv shows music reality shows and she's a very sought after judge there and uh, she regales the audiences with her stories and and she actually loves what she's doing we were talking earlier on about how versatile she was but she's not obviously she's an entrepreneur too now but she also did some acting as well didn't she yes um in fact um uh, she acted in uh, i think it was in 2007 or 8 uh, she uh oh no much i think it was a bit later 2011 or 12 uh, if i'm not mistaken i'm uh, my memory eludes me at the moment uh she acted uh, in a movie called mai 
where she played the role of an aging uh, mother mm -hmm. uh, suffering from dementia. Oh, right. And, That's quite and, a complex um, role to take on then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, she's the daughter of a very well-known actor. And mm. uh, after all, as you know, playback singers in India are, uh, they act with their voice. Mm -hmm. They've got to get through. into the skin of the character. That's right. And um, if you listen to her songs and her repertoire, you can see that she's absolutely act, uh, acting the character through her singing. Mm -hmm. Now, I always ask you this, Jayang, and, you mm. know, with all of the artists that we've featured in the last few weeks, mm. when did she come into your life? <laughs> <laughs> when did she come in oh and you gosh. thought, oh my goodness, yeah. she's amazing. Obviously, she's still in your life because she is still active and you can still hear her music. Um, but when was you the know, first time that it struck you? Did you ask any Indian, when did the Mangeshka sisters come <laughs> yeah, into your life? I know. They've and just been there. They've been that, part of your life. Yeah, you, 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 you know, you basically were born and the radio was yeah, going on in the background, exactly. even in the delivery room, for, for, for God's sake. You know? <laughs> what's your, you what's probably, your very favorite track of hers then? Um, that takes you interesting. Back. I'm not. I'll tell you what. I cannot play it on this show because it is something very special. Uh, uh, my favorite track of hers. There's so many actually. Uh, there are a couple of couple of tracks which I think uh, uh, are testament to her vocal prowess. Both of them were composed by her brother Rudaynath Mangeshkar, who was an avant-garde composer, and they are in the Marathi language, which is her mother tongue. And unfortunately, uh, I I don't think this this is uh, uh, if we would have done a program uh, completely about her songs, I would have played those. But but uh, but man, if you listen to her singing there, the stuff that this this lady can do with her voice is just amazing. Oh, well, she sounds amazing. Well, we have about two minutes uh, before we're going to play one of her tracks. Do tell me now about this track that we're going to play. So. Um, uh, we are going to listen to uh, a track which she recorded with her late husband, uh, R.D. Burman, the second husband that mm -hmm. she married. He was a big composer in his own right, and they released an album of songs. Um, in this particular song, it brings together Indian classical and jazz. Oh, and you can see that her vocal prowess in Indian classical and also the rhythm signature of this song is very, very unusual. It is eight and a half beats, which is even unusual for classical music, Indian classical music. Now, as a musician, and, you know, and then as a teacher, yes. you know exactly what that means. And that's pretty yeah. high up there, isn't and it? <laughs> she rises up to the challenge. And, you know, it is quite a culmination for a career. This was recorded in 87. I mean, if you, if she started singing in around in 1948, 49 and 87, almost 40 years um, and it's quite a cap on, uh, on, a, on a fantastic career, which saw many, many hits and saw many, many personal ups and downs, including the death of two of her three children, um, and yet maintaining, uh, soldiering on. And as she said, she was asked once, I'll just leave you with this thought. She was asked once in an interview, says, you've seen so many tragedies in your life. How do you cope? And her answer, and which I'll never forget this, her answer is that when a soldier goes out into the battlefield, right, he's got so many scars uh, you know, of, from swords and arrows on his body. When he looks at those scars, he looks at them with pride, not with remorse. Oh, 
These are battle scars. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jayang, thank you ever so much. I feel that we've just just touched on the surface here. We haven't really been able to know more about her, and I'd love to know more about her. But thank you so much for your music box this week, and you're back next week, and I look forward to that. I won't even ask you who it's going to be because it's always a lovely, it's a lovely surprise every week. But yeah, Asha Bossi was fantastic. So here she is, and once again, thank, thank you. you.